Well, hello there, and welcome to this episode of The Corner 3. We're back here on Friday morning. My name is Bailey. I'm Anthony. Whoa, what? Say your name again. <laughs> Ant. Ooh. Yes, sir. It's Anthony. I'm it's, back. It's, it's been a minute. Hey, hello. Yes, it's good to have yes, you sir. back, sir. Bro, it's good to be back, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And... Andy is out on vacation this week, but he'll be back soon. We're going to have the whole gang back together again. Can you believe it? Yep. That's kind of crazy, huh? That's going to be nice. It's been a while since we've had that. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. But we have an extra fun episode for y'all today because we're talking about the ever so exciting NBA because this this year has been pretty crazy. Man, I ain't got to talk to you guys about this, man. It's been it's been really entertaining, right? Man, lots of ups and downs and craziness all around. And the new the new refs changing the game. Yep. I appreciate this. Yes, sir. They're they're really making basketball a lot funner to watch, right? Well, Damian Lillard didn't think so. Eh. I don't know if we talk about that. Dame Dame very specifically said in his press conference, like this is a few weeks back, but he 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 was not for it whatsoever. Yeah, well, and I some something tells me that James Harden isn't all super thrilled with it. Either. Hey, he had a just good, have he, a feeling. He had a good game the other night, though. Yeah. He's, that may be his his coming right. out game. I just you know we don't see the twenty free throws a game really anymore, you know. But I'm saying that's going to unlock a new James Harden, bro. I, I certainly hope that's so. That's going to unlock. Because I feel like there's certain, certain people who don't have the ability. He has the ability to, to be uh, just a great scorer. Of so course. I feel like right now he's trying to see what the refs are going to call. Once he stops trying to figure out and he just plays his game, Yeah, he's he's a tough cover. So Oh, of course. For sure. Yeah, so it's going to be. It's going to be good. I think that the NBA is in a good spot right now. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. It should be quite the – I mean, if, if the first quarter of the season is anything to go off of, there's a whole lot more to come. And there's going to be a lot more changes and a lot more craziness. That is true. Speaking of which, some kind of craziness um, that has happened. We kind of uh, – or I should say myself – I bashed on the Suns a little bit early on in this season. Shame on you. I know. Because I was saying, we talked about all the free agency changes and how all these teams were doing so much better after picking up free agents. Oh my goodness. And the Suns hadn't really done anything. And so they were, I think, four and three or five and three when we last talked about the Phoenix Suns. They're not five and three anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it 17? 18 and 18? three. No, no, 17 in a row. 17 though. game winning streak. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. They, I I think we call that a turnaround, right? And and that's uh, I guess you can call it. That. I mean, when it's a by the by the book, I guess when it's a yeah. franchise uh, tying, like record tying win streak, that's yeah. kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. Let me let me say this: the Suns to me are just an extremely complete team. Um, you know, if you look at individually, yeah, Devin's book, Devin Booker's numbers sometimes don't seem like the the extreme standout that you would expect out of your best player. But <laughs> but the team, so it's so full that it doesn't. He's not really had to hold such a heavy load that your normal 
two guards, um, extreme like heavyweight two guards have to hold. So it's actually right. really nice. So it's it's very interesting to see them. They every night you get a little something different. Um, they're so they're so balanced that it's tough to guard. Like it's that's true. You got you got DeAndre. You have uh, yeah. You have Aiden just really out there getting boards. He's a great great player for their team oh, you yeah. have <laughs> you have chris paul leading the whole thing buck booker is a walking bucket excuse me and yeah it's all the pieces they have are just so perfectly there that it's just like it's meant for a great season it's pretty scary yeah the lineup that they got and yeah they just keep coming at you there's no there's no downtime with that lineup and with their team and I think one of the unsung heroes is Michael Bridges. Defensively, has been awesome. Showstopping. Yeah. Uh, which is huge for that team because otherwise, I, I mean, they don't stand out as necessarily a, a defensive team. You've got Jay Crowder and you've got Michael Bridges, which are probably the two, um, you know, above average defenders on their team. But you don't really think of them as like a lockdown defense. Or a defense-heavy team like somebody like Milwaukee, uh, things like that. So, yeah, a little bit of an unsung hero there, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think to go along with you that uh, go, to go along with you, I think that uh, Cameron Payne. Mm-hmm. I think he's sometimes the difference between their wins and their losses at, at times. True. Um, Wasn't there a viral clip clip a little while ago? He. He wasn't too afraid of your man LeBron over there when they played the Lakers. I remember that. Oh, man. Oh, man. You see how it circles back to the Lakers right now? Oh, my goodness. I mean, we've been bashing on the Lakers yeah. quite a bit since you haven't been around. No, that's it's great. Been pretty that's fun, great. Yeah. Actually, I've enjoyed yeah, so it. So now you know why I've been going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. I've been scared to show my face for a while, so the Lakers got to win. <laughs> right, so rightly now I'm back. so. You know, we beat the Kings mm. this time, actually, oh, man, the way crazy. we should have beat the Kings. <laughs> so so now I'm like, you know what? Let me come to this. Let me come to this show again. Mm-hmm. Let me come back to the podcast he and say something. He can show his face again. Exactly. No, nah, I'm kidding. But, um, uh, yeah, Cameron Payne, he's just – he he adds a spark sometimes when the starters are sitting or et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I've, I was just watching them. I'm like, wow, it's just it's a perfect fit. He's he has a spark. He gives them some shots. He's able to lead the offense just well enough. When uh, Chris Paul gets back, it's they're in a good shape still in the offense. So it's, yep. it's really it's really fun basketball to watch. The Suns are very fun to watch. That they are. You know who's another team that's fun to watch? Oh, <laughs> uh, Wardell Curry. <laughs> <laughs> man himself the stuff the warrior the other team that's tied for the best record in the league at 18 and three which is crazy we have two teams 18 and three in the first with the first quarter of the season gone that's pretty crazy um on the same side too uh, in the west so you're kind of getting to my point here Warriors or Suns? If you had to pick one right now, both eighteen and three. And we're talking about a seven game like who's coming out of the West? Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say the Suns, guys. I hate to break Ooh. it to you. Um, the reason I say that is because it just seems like the Warriors right now such have such a heavy load on Curry. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we'll get from Clay now. If Clay comes in and he's just sparking, then okay, 
you know, I'll take that back. The thing that worries me the most about Clay is that I don't know how well his defense is going to be. Um, he's the lockdown guard. I mean, they've gotten away with having a no, the not Warriors, stellar defending the guard underrated. already. Yeah, but just saying. Yeah, but I feel like out of the two for the starting lineup, uh, they always have one that mm-hmm. was a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, they have one. They've always had one player with Curry that car- carries a heavy load on defense, um, on ball defense. That is so. I am interested to see how uh, Clay comes back. And also, one thing, too, that I've noticed that's been reoccurring in the NBA is how a star player comes back while the other players off the bench have excelled. Mm-hmm. So now he comes in. How's the chemistry work with him, um, along with players who are now assuming their spot on the team? Um who've been playing kind of out of their mind along with Curry. How do, how do they play along with Clay? So it's, it's, it's a lot of ifs. There's no ifs with the, with the Phoenix. So right now at this point, I have to, I have to side with Phoenix because Phoenix is just such a balanced team. They're just, and sometimes I feel like they, they don't even um, use, they don't even use Booker to the extent that Booker could be used. So at this point, I feel like they could always up their game a little bit when needed. So I feel like Phoenix is the team to, to beat. I'm glad you said that. Cause that means I can take the opposing view. (laughs) I think the Warriors would be the team to beat, not only because of clay and everything that that, means bringing him back yeah he probably lost a step on defense i'll give you that but there's another man that you didn't mention that's going to be coming back for the warriors soon as well that man is Jameis wiseman who is there in my mind will tie that defense together in the fact that they've been playing having to play a little smaller than i think even the warriors usually like to play um and to have him back, I think he's going to be a boost to that defense and the offense a little bit because uh, he can he can throw in a few buckets as well. But uh, ultimately, I, I think those two players coming back, and if they're able to... I mean, one, Clay doesn't need to be the old Clay. Clay just needs to knock down threes. <laughs> he's another lethal shooter that... You know what? You can't just decide. Oh, we're gonna double Curry on everything now because you got Clay on the other side. <laughs> it doesn't quite work. <laughs> um, and uh, then just having a big body down in the paint to be able to get the very, very, very few misses from the man Curry you, on a normal night, at least. Uh, and Clay. The sad, the sad thing. I was reading this earlier. The sad thing is that Curry actually has. A lower percentage when he's not guarded, and that's what's crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's hard to fathom that <laughs> he has a he has a lower percentage not guarded. So it's almost like if you messed up and you missed him, you really just <laughs> don't want to run out there because yeah. he'll hit it even at a higher clip yeah. by you just being present. When he doesn't have a chance to think, he can only shoot. He'll hit it if he have if he has a second to think about it. Then it's a 50-50 shot. <laughs> it's, well, you know, with Curry, nothing's really a 50-50 shot. <laughs> well, that's because when he's guarded, it's, it's a 60-40, you know. Exactly, yeah. No, I get what you're saying, though. Like, I, I think I think the Warriors are going to be 
a great team. They're both great teams. I just think that Phoenix has some, to me, they have that push after losing in the finals. They have that, that little extra understanding of what they are. And I feel like that's what you're starting to see in the, in the, um, this season is that Phoenix is a team who knows what they do. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no like, um, lack of understanding with who the guy is in each situation. And I, I've noticed that with Phoenix. So I feel like, um, as, as tough as it seems, as undermanned as it seems like they are compared to, which in my personal opinion, we can talk about this. I think Curry's the best player in the NBA right now. So without with it playing right now, currently. So even though, to tell you the truth, Curry on going against Phoenix is the best player on the floor, mm. I still think, <laughs> I still think that the, the, the Phoenix Suns uh, just have just a, they're just on fire right now. They mm-hmm. just feel like they're on fire. For sure. Um, the Warriors just I don't I have to see it. I have to see once everyone gets back to see how it works because chemistry is a huge thing with basketball. So Oh yeah. You just have to see how it works, you know. I get that. Most definitely. It'll be it'll be quite the showdown if that were to happen. Speaking of which, it'll be quite the showdown tonight as you're listening to this if you're listening to it on friday when it comes out because the warriors and the suns are playing so we will be watching that game most definitely oh, for sure because uh that's going to be an exciting one last matchup i think it was just last week honestly that uh the uh warriors did lose to the suns but I think uh, I think Curry's gonna come back with a little chip on his shoulder. Yeah, it's angry Curry. It's just not the Curry you want to see. Not really. I mean, you don't want to see very many versions of Curry, <laughs> but a angry Curry is probably oh, an angry Steph is not not ideal. No, it's not. It's not what people really want to see. It's yeah, it's more of a nightmare to be honest with you. But we'll see how he answers back. I. I it's hard for me to not believe that he's going to get forty plus this next game. Yes. I think it's, I think it's going to happen. I think he's has a chip on his shoulder. He's uh, annoyed about the way the game was called. Mm-hmm. So I just, ugh. I know it's it's must it's must see TV. Most definitely, yeah. I will say if if Booker is within five points. Of how many points Steph scores, plus or minus five points, if he or if he outscores Steph, Suns win. But if he if he at least can keep it close on the uh, scoring margin, then I think the Suns pull it out. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's gonna be a good game. Most definitely, it will. Um, interesting question for you that I just thought about. Then, who would you rather see in the finals, though? Would you rather see another Warriors finals or would you like to see the Suns go back-to-back finals? I'd rather see the Suns. Um, yeah, that's that was pretty easy. Uh, the Warriors have done really well. It's not because I hate the Warriors or don't like them. Um, Curry is an amazing player. Um, what I would like to see is to see Devin Booker show his worth in the finals. I feel like he kind of got the short end of the stick in the finals. Uh, his co-captain, to me, Chris Paul, didn't show up way more than he didn't, than, mm. than Devin didn't. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the way the team played against the Bucks, it was just kind of a it, it threw them off balance by the defense that the Bucks had. And I feel like Devin wasn't ready for that or ready for his team to to not do as well as they usually do. Right. Because, I mean, I, I, look, I look back, I was like, man, Devin Booker didn't do good. I look back, I was like, he, he did all right. He did good. He did good for himself. He did good. It's the rest of the team that didn't really do that great, <laughs> including Chris Paul. So yeah. I feel like now, like with the team, they know what they are. They're a little better. They've been through the heat. They've went all the way to the finals. They lost. They've seen pretty much the best defensive team you can see in basketball right now with the Bucks. Right. So now I feel like at least they know, okay, this is what it entails. So if they were to be there, I feel like you would see a, a better a better series. Interesting. I'd be excited to see either one. I don't know if I can. I was thinking I was leaning towards the Suns, and the more that I thought about it, be, seeing, you know, we're so many years removed from the, I say so many years, we're a handful of years removed from the Warriors just dominating the NBA and going to the finals uh, four or five years in a row that we're at the point. I think it's been enough time that I wouldn't be upset seeing. Like, that's that's where I was at for a while. I was just like, just hand him the Western Conference trophy and just play the finals already, you know? <laughs> Steph against LeBron, let's run it back for a 20th time and just get it over with. <laughs> we don't need the season. But now, at this point, the the league is so much more competitive at this stage, and we have, we've been a few years removed from that. It'd be kind of exciting to see the Warriors, you know, we've had a couple of years where they haven't been doing so hot that it'd be exciting to see them redeem themselves and come back and show everybody, hey, they're still here. Because ultimately, not much has changed since last season when they got eliminated in the uh, play-in tournament by the Lakers. So uh, to see them kind of just putting their pieces together and saying we're here and we're still we're still the team to beat, that would be, I think, an exciting story to see too. Yeah. I mean, let's just take a minute to – really appreciate the Warriors, the way their office has ran things. Mm-hmm. They've done a great job. Pretty insane. They've done a great job. Like, even through injuries and et cetera, they, they basically, they knew what they wanted. They got some good draft picks. They've all, like they always do. They get good draft picks, homegrown players. They do really well. They groom them very well. And they continue to surprise us because we think that it's they're sometimes they're out of the count for this entire season and they just they fight and they win and they win and they win yep. until now they're finally getting that recognition again. Yep. So yeah, the Warriors are, are good. Question though, like when it comes to right now the best player, I know I said Curry mm-hmm. was my best player. And I'll be honest with you, I as great as KD is, as great as KD is as great as Giannis is, I just have to say, just looking at the way Curry can take, you just you have the feeling that he could take over a game at any given moment and be completely unstoppable. Mm. That's mm. just, to tell you the truth right now, I feel like currently he's just the best player in the NBA to me. I, I That's just the way I feel. I know that's probably a hot take, but. No, no. Yeah, you notice that you so you caught on that I dodged that question, huh? And I <laughs> moved on. To, I I needed some time to think, and then as you said that, I think that was the key for me. 
of I don't know that I agree with you that he can at any point take over a game. On most nights, yes, he can. But when Steph is off, he's off. And there's no there's not really getting getting back into rhythm for him. And usually, yeah, it only lasts one game and then he'll go for twenty <laughs> with no issues <laughs> scoring forty a, a night. But um KD has the also in my opinion has that ability to take over the game. But he can even do it and get to like he knows where he needs to get to to get going. He can get out of his slump very fast, or at least is able, in my opinion, to create more options for himself to be more successful and get into a better like Steph is no doubt the best shooter of all time and the best uh three-point shooter in the NBA today right now what like that's without a doubt uh without question right um and he's got great handles and and can create for himself as well but not like KD can simply because KD is seven feet tall and Steph Curry's not. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason I said that it's one of those things that it's a current, like it's to me, it's very current. It's also how he's, he's playing. I don't know if that came through. That was some lightning very close, <laughs> but continue. Um, Yeah. To tell you the truth, it's, it's the way currently um, Curry's plan. If you notice, I didn't say the most skilled when it comes to like the the highest like talented ability. Right. I recognize well, you KD, said the best player but in the currently league right, right now. now. The best player, the one who's playing the best in the league. I gotta say, I just feel like it's Curry, man. I I just I have a I have a feeling. Do I think Katie is a better player when it comes to his ability? Yes, one thousand percent. Yeah, I mean like that's what. But currently, right now, on fire. Like when it comes to who's playing okay, yeah. The best, I mean, Steph has, it's, it has is on the hot streak. That. I get that. It has to be because he's just tough, man. Like you can't stop him. But it's, I mean, don't sleep on KD. Force. They've they've got back the uh, number one seed in the East. That's true. That's true. So we'll see. They haven't done it as uh, as pretty as pretty as the Warriors have done it. But he's they're, still there, man. Yeah, without still. Kyrie and all those issues. But. Oh yeah. But yeah, you make a great point. I'm just maybe it's just that I'm getting caught in the hype of everything. But I feel like Curry is just that guy right now, and I feel like you know, yeah, he gives you and like you said, he can give you one game that's off, as most players do. Um, but at the same time, it's so many on games. Oh yeah, that it's just it, it to me it defeats the one off game that he's. I get that going to have at some point so to, to me it it's more so the kd still has and this is going to sound bad i don't mean that steph's game is one-dimensional Noel, or that he doesn't have stuff to offer other than shooting the three ball but kd can more easily bring in other aspects of his game oh, in order to yeah I to score that. and add something to the game and help his team win even yeah. if his shooting's off for the he, night. Exactly. And you know me. Um that's that's what I usually live by is those things. But uh it's just how easily Curry makes his points and he does it so much. Yeah. That it's almost like yeah, he he can't it's do scary. it easily. 
but it's it's starting to look effortless. Like it's, right. it's starting to look like he's not even. It's like he's just playing a total different game with these people. Like it's yeah. it's insane. <laughs> so some of the shots he takes is like you would never in a million years right. tell anyone to take that shot, and he doesn't, and he makes it. Yep, eighty percent of the time. Hey, just like it's, Steph Curry. Or Steve, Steph Kerr. <laughs> Steve Kerr said he loves him because he'd take that shot. Nobody else would take that shot. Mm-hmm. But Steph would. <laughs> he keeps on doing it. And the fact that he's been doing this long is absolutely insane. And is why he's hands down the best shooter of all time. No debate in that one. Um, Another interesting thing that has happened. We've talked about the Suns turnaround. Another team that has turned around a little bit uh, for the better has been on an eight-game win streak is the other team that was in the finals last year who I also called out for not making any moves in free agency and that they weren't doing good. And then, you know, now all of a sudden they're, they're not looking too bad in Milwaukee. Yeah, the Bucks are they're they're doing good as well. Sometimes I mean I feel like in this day and age we feel like if you don't make some a move in the off season that you're just not doing as well as these other teams because it's such a normal thing now to mm-hmm. your to have such a like, you know, a team change or change in scenery, um by the end of the off season. Um, but I feel like the Bucks already had the ability to to do very well, and I feel like they, as these players go into the off season, they just get better. So, um, you know, of course, the new call, the new, the new way, the new way that everything's called, the way the NBA is, how good the NBA is now, mm-hmm. can definitely catch people off guard. But it seems like they're starting to catch a groove and get back to playing how they usually play. Yeah, I understand that. I I wouldn't say that uh what i said previous about them not making moves in the off season it, to me it was just more so that the the quick turnaround from teams that we've seen like chicago i mean they're playing out of their minds now it, with their additions in free agency yeah, uh and and this is a milwaukee buck team that we're used to seeing even before they won the finals last year usually they were uh leading they were the the best record in the NBA right there is what we're normally used to seeing from this Milwaukee team uh and so to see them come out to a slow start that's not that's not something that we're used to that's not something that we've seen them go through is those kind of growing pains usually they come out hot and they're killing it in the regular season and we see growing pains in the playoffs but uh which which brings, you know, if there was an NBA player, I would definitely ask him this question. I feel like winning a finals can change a lot, though, man. Like, mm. you win a finals, you think about it. Like, you've won. That's enough time. You're partying. You're enjoying yourself. You're living life. You've you've accomplished a life goal. Right. And so that, that takes a little time off of your normal work the ethic that you usually have. Then you get back to it, and then now you have to find a, a, a like another will to win another one. Mm, I feel like for these okay. teams, I, I, I don't know. I will ask this question, but I've seen a lot of teams come off of wins. 
if uh, they win it all and come back and start slow right. and have to find that groove again. So I feel like they, you know, they have the ability. There wasn't a, a doubt in the ability. They just won <laughs> the finals. Yep. It's just the fact that, you know, I feel like it's it would be tough for a team to just really get back into the groove, and especially with these teams who've just been sitting, watching, who took the suffering losses, who fought and fought and fought, and they, they're back. And now, like, I feel like the, the reason I say the NBA changed is because a lot of these teams that we've always looked down on are teams that are doing good now, mm-hmm. or teams you can't go and beat. Mm-hmm. You can't go into Charlotte and just think, oh, you know what, like, let me just, let me just take it easy. Let's just, you know... Let's, you know, use our time wisely with our, our starters. Let's not play them that much. No, they're going to beat you. Yep. <laughs> they will win that game. You can't <laughs> do that anymore. No. So it's only, it's a very few teams that they're just going to beat off of just skill. And, you know, it's a lot of effort has to be played now to me in these seasons for, for set, like at least 70 games. You have to put in your effort because these teams are coming at you tough so yeah Uh, that is something too that i didn't necessarily think about is not only not only is the vast majority of the nba better they're also because you won the championship you're getting everybody's best every single night just like uh the warriors used to say back in the day when they were after their 73 and 9 season you're getting everyone's best every single night and that is not something that a lot of teams have to deal with because yeah, you go into Charlotte thinking like, okay, we're gonna uh, go through our motions. We're gonna play the game that we want to play, and then in the fourth quarter, we're gonna turn it on, right? Or uh, in the third quarter, we're gonna go try to go on a run, whatever. Uh, you can't really be doing that <laughs> anymore, especially as a team that uh, just won, and you kind of have the big target on your back around the league of we want to beat the champions. We want to beat the the defending champs and show them. Uh, you know, that we're here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough road. And I just feel like um defense is back this year, man. Like finally. Right? <laughs> so now defense actually matters. Teams who yeah. can defend NBA wow, is no longer openly matter. saying that we're trying to get, you know, more points scored <laughs> and focus solely on the <laughs> offense and protect the offense and get more we're actually caring we're actually about defense, defense again. People, they realized that. That's crazy, huh? People like defensive people like, game. <laughs> exactly. Crazy to think. You can actually get a defender and it not be a waste of money anymore. Insane. <laughs> it's a crazy thought. So I feel like with these uh, teams who are good, who have already been good since the last year, I feel like it's definitely... A growing pain, especially against these blue-collar top-thinking teams who are just coming in to to chip away, to win every single game, to fight. Mm-hmm. They're getting these wins. They're oh, getting yeah. some of these wins because the, uh, these teams are that are offensively driven aren't as ready for the the way the game is called anymore. Um, so I feel like it's very it makes the game a lot funner. Um, you get to see a lot, um, see what the teams are actually worth, you know. So it's yeah, it just makes the game a lot more funner to watch, man. I agree. Well, yeah, and that's why this has been one of the most exciting NBA seasons by far, and we've seen such a drastic change in, uh, you know, teams that we thought for the last few years are automatics in the playoffs and uh, things like that. 
aren't quite there or teams that broke out last season that we thought were going to be automatics for the last for the next few seasons are struggling to start the season uh, one of the teams that i'm thinking of that comes to my mind boston is only a couple years removed from being in the bubble and going to the eastern conference finals now they're sitting uh 12 and 10 which yeah jalen brown was out for a little bit but they're not they're not looking like the boston that we've known for the last you know three four years that we just kind of figured they're on the rise they're coming back they're gonna be a, a playoff uh team for sure but now it's looking like a maybe I, what, yeah, what do you think's yeah. going on in boston it's crazy over there man um you know i feel like this my personal opinion boston's had the same issue for a very long period of time now uh they need that point guard they mm. need mm-hmm. that point guard to to take them to um to give everyone the touches they need to to defend when needed and hit that open shot and to be able to just kind of you mean jason tatum's not a point guard he's not we can't just rely on it's, him it's, to be it's crazy po- right huh it's crazy That's and de- and also what de- about, defense is back so what about Jalen brown <laughs> no he can, just, he can just be the point nah, guard right yeah nah, no oh nah. oh man and Mark is smart. Poor guy. He's not getting it done. So we I just... think that's where, to me, this season, that's where the biggest <laughs> issue has been. Yeah. it's He's he's a sixth man. He's a sixth or seventh man. And that's just where he should be. Um, he definitely is a great player. He's just not the guy, at least for this situation, that should be your starter. Uh, I think Schroeder. Especially when he's getting outplayed by Schroeder. Exactly. I think Schroeder's the guy. Schroeder's also very underrated with defense. So it was the second best pickup, you know, since they couldn't get Lonzo to me. You know, I think Lonzo would be perfect for him. But since it wasn't, they couldn't get him. Schroeder was a great pickup. And they got him for cheap. So that's good. But I, uh, I still... I still worry about if Schroeder was to start, what would be the biggest difference? Would it be a huge change? I don't really know, but the Celtics are just kind of going through it. Um, Tatum mm-hmm. can't really do it all, so he's going to need some. He's going to need some help. I agree. Yeah, I think that's been their biggest issue is that Marcus Smart's not a starting point guard in the NBA, and that's not to say he's not a good player. And we've seen for years why he was. Uh, their six man and was the uh, heart and soul of that team for sure but I don't think he was built and we've kind of seen his growing pains in this regard of he's not what well, a, a player who's the heart and soul of your team isn't necessarily very very rarely going to be one of the leaders of your team like he provides that energy and that lift for them but and and their fight and grit and but he's not the guy that's the leader of hey this is how we're going to play basketball and this, i'm going to implement this and we're going to like he's a point guard starting point guard in the nba that's averaging 38 percent field goal percentage that just doesn't fly yeah in, that, that in can't the NBA. fly that can't fly you got to be the smartest player on the floor as, as a starting point guard in this day and age and uh, him and Dennis Schroeder are playing right around the same amount of minutes. They're av- each averaging about thirty, uh, and I don't understand why the, you know, the maybe it's because they don't want to uh, put Marcus Smart down too much. But 
he's better suited for that six-man role and to lead that second unit and let Dennis Schroeder come in and and be the starting point guard in Boston. Yeah. I agree. I have I have nothing to add, guys. I think I think Schroeder is just the guy uh, that the the best guy that Celtics can use at the moment. Um, there's to me, there's a lot of different angles and issues that the Celtics have. Um, do the, do you think? Do they not really know how to use a point guard very well? We've seen Kyrie come in and not do as well as he was doing in Cleveland. We've seen Kemba come in not do as well he was doing in Charlotte. Now they've got a homegrown guy built in their system, and he's not fill, fitting the uh, the job either. Um. I disagree because the fit has never been the right fit. Hmm. Um, the point guards that you're stating, I would never draw them up to be along with Tatum, ever. Um, it wouldn't. It just does not make sense. I would get a. I would get a short end of the stick on one end. Yeah. I would get a great Kyrie and a and a Tatum that I wish could be better, or I would get a Kyrie. It's not, I'm like, I feel like he's kind of tamed and Tatum is going pretty yeah. crazy. I don't think I could get both to simultaneously go gr- do a great job in an offense because they both require the basketball and there's only one basketball. Yeah. So I feel like what Tatum needs, because Tatum is all, most likely against any point guard, except of course, Curry going to be the player. He's going to be the player. So he trumps everyone. For sure. So at that point, I would want a player who recognizes the system that he's in, plays defense, like I said, can hit a shot, and can facilitate. He doesn't have to do the best facili- like to be the best facilitator of all time. He just needs to facilitate the ball to get to get Tatum in the spots where he needs to be. Yeah. That's what that's what I would draw up for the Celtics. A Rajon Rondo. And they've never had the it. Celtics Rondo. The Celtics, well, as Tatum has gotten good to the level that he is now, they've never had it. Yeah. So I do wonder, like you know, maybe they just, they just can't, they they just can't get that person yet. And Schroeder, Schroeder could be that, but they they've kind of tamed him as well. Why though? Do you think I'm diving in a little bit deeper than I expected to? But we've seen some amazing backcourts in the NBA um, with Dame and cj mccollum maybe not now is are they on the same level but for a while they were both elite players cj mccollum has battled with injuries and his form has kind of dropped off a little bit um same thing with clay and and steph but for a while it it was looking like the backcourt duos uh john wall bradley beal uh russ and or cp3 and harden either one like having a lethal backcourt was seemed like the way to go for a while in the NBA, but why do you think Tatum doesn't fit that group that can do that? Well, Tatum could fit that group, but you would need a second co-star. Each time that you stated these groups, they went to that play so great together. They knew their job. They knew their job. Lillard is the leader. Hmm. McCullum comes in when Dame isn't. Either if he's having a cold night or when he's taking his time off. McCullum comes in for that during the offense. Mm-hmm. We all recognize that. We don't say McCullum and then Dame. No, it's Dame and McCullum. We understand that. With 
uh, Clay Curry. We all know Steph is the guy. Clay is a, Clay can go off on eighty nine and get fifty, right. but Steph is always going to be the guy. Yeah. Kyrie and Tatum. You're not. Who's the guy? It was a fight. Exactly. Even with, even with Kimba. Kimba, who's the guy? You don't really. You know it's supposed to be Tatum. Yeah. But you don't really feel that. So I feel like with the Celtics offense, it's chemistry issues. Yeah, you can have skill, but Tatum is the guy. You need to find a guard who knows who the guy is, so to speak. And truthfully, you have Jalen. So you don't. He doesn't even need to be. You don't even need a guard that is that guy. You just need a guard who can facilitate and let uh, Tatum and Jalen do their thing. I agree 100% with everything that you just said. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I have anything to add. You answered my questions, <laughs> and you said exactly what I was thinking, honestly. <laughs> uh, build around your best player. <laughs> your best player is Jason Tatum. Build around him. Exactly. But you need a point guard that knows his role. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I think Marcus Smart knows his role, I don't think he's the best suited to fill that role. Agreed. Um, all right. Last topic uh, that I I want to run by you. I was watching a game the other night. Pretty good game. Pretty okay. excellent game. Okay. It was the Bucks versus the Hornets. Oh, that was a good one. That was an excellent game. Uh, LaMelo Ball. That three that almost looked like it was going to be the game-winning three of the game. Wow. Great shot. LeBron-esque. I'm going to say shot. it right now. We've seen LeBron hit that wing three cov- guarded I don't know how many times. <laughs> I've lost count. Both in <laughs> Cleveland, in Miami, in Cleveland again with the yep. Lakers. That's his yep. shot. LaMelo Ball hit it, and it was fantastic. And then Giannis did a Giannis thing. Um, but uh, the, the Charlotte announcers... They've they've been known recently the last couple of years for for being having a little exciting energy. They needed something exciting in Charlotte, so it was their announcers for a while. <laughs> they've got a lot of exciting energy uh, that that they broadcast with, and they said something that was interesting that uh, caught me off guard a little bit uh, because uh, Giannis and Lamelo exchanged jerseys after the game and they were very confident in them saying oh yeah they'll be able to do that again at the all-star game and they said several times basically that Lamelo, they feel is a lock for the all-star game to be an all-star this year and to be fair i'm just going to throw out his stats right now Lamelo is leading his team in every single major stat <laughs> <laughs> His team is the Charlotte Hornets, but he leads them in points with 20 points, seven uh, and a half rebounds, eight assists, two steals. Oh, he doesn't lead in blocks. But, I mean, speaks for itself. He's the best player on that team, clearly. But is he an all-star? Uh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm going to surprise you, bro. I'm going to say yes. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. Now, I here's the thing. I, I do think that he is. Um, and is he is he a lock though too? No, that's not. I don't think he's a lock. The, okay. the NBA is too skilled. Okay. Um, 
But if you really want to go down the line with what LaMelo offers you, they, if he was to give his resume and to be an all-star for this year, it's it's nothing to scoff at. He He's able to score pretty consistently. He's able to um, – he's, he's not lackluster on defense. He leads his team. He's he's the 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 assist guy, and also he has that star quality to him, and I feel like that's something that you know, it's it's an all star. It's in the word. Like <laughs> he's a, he's an all star. <laughs> oh, I missed so, that. So like <laughs> he has that star quality about him, and he's he's Showtime. He's he's blockbuster. He's that guy, you know. He he's the one that's gonna he's gonna sneak votes okay. because he's blockbuster. You mm-hmm. you look at him play the way he passes the way he moves, uh, sometimes the way that he sees the floor and he passes sometimes it looks like people way before his time mm-hmm. with the way he passes the ball. Right, and he's only you know he's only just starting, so I do feel like because the way he leads his team, he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Interesting, and and I don't think he's a lock because. A lot of people in the NBA become tenured after a while into the into the All Star game. Yeah, it's not always just who's playing the best at times. Right. We've seen Bill get cut out a bunch of times. We've seen Booker get cut. We've seen we even go down the line. But yeah, he has he has the right to be able to be in the conversation for the All Star game. Yeah, I scoffed a little bit at it when when I heard it live, and then to look up those stats today when I did, I, I was a little shocked to see how, you know, that's not, you know, 20 points and then seven and eight is not anything to, uh, to sweep under the rug. You know, um, here's my question for you. Now I'm going to make a comparison because I, you know, the, the other person that I'm going to bring up here is I think in my opinion, they're very similar players and I've, but I think, while he has a lot of highlight reels and has some hype around him, isn't necessarily have the same amount of hype as LaMelo just because LaMelo's been around. We've known LaMelo Ball's name for eight years before he came into the NBA even, you know? Uh, So I don't know if he necessarily has the same star level, you know, name behind him. Uh, And a disclaimer, yes, they're in different conferences, so it wouldn't, Really matter, but let's just pretend that Lamelo Ball is in the same conference as John Morant, and you got to pick one or the other as an All Star. Who are you picking? Oh well, I'll pick I'll pick John Morant for sure. Um, John just offers <laughs> so much to his team, so much um, that it's it's blatantly obvious when you're watching the game. <laughs> Where Memphis would be yeah. without Ja, right? <laughs> it's blatantly obvious. which is nowhere to exactly. to be clear. <laughs> yeah, the the Hornets have an ability. They have a team that that's growing, that's getting yes. better. Right. They have people to look for, and to tell you the truth, they have. It's crazy. It sounds they have at least three, maybe four people who can get twenty five points in any given night, mm-hmm. at any given night. Rozier can get it. Hayward's getting back in his starting to get back in his groove. Kelly Oubre. had a few games. Kelly, Bridges, uh, Bridges. So they have yeah. a, they have a, a good bit of people, and I feel like 
it's not as blatantly obvious, you know, okay. how good LaMelo is. But I like that. John Morant, it's everything. <laughs> to, to He's everything. He's man. everything. That's so good. I feel like, you know, looking at that, you definitely would say Ja is the, the, an all-star. That's good. Because that's all I'm saying. All, uh, if if LaMelo Ball makes the all-star game this year and John Morant doesn't, I'm not going to be a very happy person. But it's the East, bro. I get that it's the East versus the West. <laughs> John Morant deserves to be in there. That's all I'm going to say. And I think that's what I'm going to close out with. Because it's been a good it's it been is. a good episode. Yeah, it's been. It's been good to have you back, bro. bro. It's good to be back. It's going to be crazy when we get all three oh, of us back in the goodness. same room, bro. Oh, word. It's going to be something else. Uh, but for now, you'll have to wait until we all get three back together for the same recording. Uh, and we'll leave you with just this and that we're so happy that you listened to this episode and that we appreciate uh, each and every one of you. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, then please, if you feel that we earned it, uh, give us uh, a thumbs up, a like, a follow, a subscribe, whatever it is that you can do on your uh, platform that you listen to us on. Go ahead and do that. Give us a review. You know, whether it's five stars or one stars, let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear. Um, if we're terror, I mean, don't just hate on us. That's kind of an open. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean that. Uh, but don't make them Don't cry. troll on us. But if <laughs> if uh, you think we could be doing something better, let us know because we'd love to hear it and uh, get better ourselves. So with that being said, signing off now. I'm Bailey. This is Anthony. So good to hear that, man. <laughs> and this has been the corner three.